Proverbs chapter 20 verse 6 says this, Many a man proclaims his own loyalty, but who can find a trustworthy man? Hey, do you have trusted friends in your life? Do you have people who really love you and support you and who speak the truth in love to you? Good morning and welcome to Real Truth for Today. I'm your host, Pastor Jeff Shreve, and I am joined in the studio by my good friend and partner in ministry, Dr. Chris Schroeder. And uh, Dr. Chris and I work at and serve at First Baptist Church in Texarkana, Texas. And Chris, as I mentioned to you right before the broadcast, uh, so we we just passed the milestone marker as a church for 145 years as a church. 145 five years. You've been pastoring this church for that long. (laughs) No, uh, I haven't been here that long, but uh, the church was founded in late summer 1877. And so uh, 145 years. So in five years, we'll hit the big 150. We should do something big on that day. We should. Something huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I remember when I came uh, in view of a call, they were celebrating uh, 125 years, and so that was a big... A big celebration for it's the a, church. It is a great church. Um, if you're in this area, it's a great church. Um, I've been here about five years. Pastor Jeff's been here, yeah, almost 20 years. I've been here almost five years, and it's it's a great church. It's great worship, great message. I am partial, but it is <laughs> but it is a great church. Well, the Lord has blessed, and we're grateful for that. Well, Chris, today we want to talk about friendships and the right kind of friendships, friendships that uh, that help you grow and not just uh, Facebook friends or social media friends or fringe friends, but uh, somebody who is a trustworthy friend. And I know within your counseling and in your studies, uh, you've read a lot about relationships and friendships, and you've counseled a lot of people on those areas. Uh, what are you seeing today in people's personal, interpersonal relationships? Yeah, I'm oftentimes shocked when I'm counseling someone. Well, I'm not shocked anymore because I've heard it so often. When I ask people, who is your support system? Who is your inner circle? Who are the people that you can go to? Because that's very important when you're in a time of crisis to have those you know, key people around you. Um, a lot of times people don't have anyone. They have no one to go to. Maybe their maybe they're spouse and their dog and that's about it, <laughs> yeah. you know, but everyone needs an inner circle of close people that they can go to, you know, those 2 a.m. people that they can go to mm-hmm. that will support them, that will um, care for them, that will speak truth into their life, obviously offer them grace, but also speak truth into their life and even challenge them. Right. You know, and a lot of people don't have that kind of person in their life or that kind of group of people in their lives. And, and you could be in a good marriage, and but your spouse can't be all of that to you. You need people no. of the same gender. You know, if you're a man, you need brothers. If you're a woman, you need sisters who can speak into your life. Right, because we are we are different, and women understand women things that men don't understand, and vice versa. I've always told guys, listen, you know, it's it's better to have a, a guy that is your moral accountability partner than your wife because it's hard to talk to her about and I'm really struggling with lust or something like that. She, she, that's going to make her very insecure if you're always telling her that. Yeah, it's. I mean, guys have similar struggles. I mean, there's generalities for men and women, but in general, men have the same struggles. And so someone that could actually relate to you, maybe even empathize with your struggle and challenge you as a brother, I think that's, that's really key, very important. So um, 
why do you think, and, and do you think this is a trend, um, that, that even women are having fewer and fewer close friendships? And so as you talk to them, who's your support group? They have no one. Why is that? Yeah, I mean, it's not just men because you would think, you know, women are more naturally um, eyeball to eyeball, relationship driven. Men are more shoulder to shoulder, activity driven. Um, so in general, I think women have uh, really maybe even a deeper need for that connection, that relationship connection. But I hear it in the counseling room, just as I hear it about men, I hear it from women that they don't have those deep uh, relationships, those connections. And I don't know, uh, our society, I, I tend to maybe pick on social media a little bit. Social media brings that that false connection sometimes. Right. You know, we think that we're really connecting with people. We think that we're friends with people, but it's a it's really a artificial, um, just a real not deep kind of relationship that's on social media. Well, it's just so fake. So mm -hmm. Debbie and I just watched the documentary about Manti Teo, the uh -huh. middle linebacker for the uh, Notre Dame Fighting Irish back 10 years ago or so. Mm -hmm. um, and he was supposedly in love with this girl who was totally fictitious. Never had met her before, had seen her picture. And, you know, it was the, the term catfishing, which... Most of us didn't know in 2012 what that was, but mm -hmm. you know somebody just duped him and uh, made him a a laughing stock. Really hurt this guy who was just naive and trusting and um, tender-hearted. I think he he had a good heart, wanted to help this this what he thought was a beautiful girl from the islands uh, help her. But uh, it, it's amazing when you think about that. We live in a day and age where people can feel so close to somebody they've never met and it's just a social media thing. Right, and I think, you know, we just gotta think about the need that we have for relationship, how God wired us for that to be in relationship. So we have physical needs, you know, we have uh, our own health needs. So you would take vitamins if you're lacking. I mean, we all probably need to take, you know, vitamins to make sure that we're healthy. So we take mm -hmm. those nutrients in. Spiritually, we uh, read God's word and we pray and we go to church in order to grow spiritually. We need relational nutrients because we're created in that way. So we need to uh, be in be in relationship with other people. We need to have that connection with other people in order to grow and to uh, develop. It's just the way that God wired us mm -hmm. after he created Adam. You know, Adam was alone and he said, it's not good for man to be alone. And it is about marriage that he created Eve and we right. take that aspect of it. But I think it's also just relationship that he created us to be in that relationship with someone else. We weren't meant to be alone. Well, I think that's, I know for me, uh, one of the great benefits of playing sports in school was put you on a team and so then you're part of a, a group of guys that you're hanging out with doing life with uh, in college I had a group of guys roommates and and guys at church in the college group that we were hanging out with doing life with um, I have noticed when you when you graduate from that then you can really kind of isolate you have people at work but work friends are not the same as friends no, I mean, you have different types of friends. So you have your family relationships, you have your uh, your work relationships, and then you have the relationships outside of work, and those are more intentional. I mean, because the work relationships, you don't necessarily choose those people. Right. But the relationships outside of that, you choose. So you choose who you're going to, you know, spend time with. Um, essentially, you're talking about you're talking about sports. I played tennis, so individual sport. Yeah, it's not the same. Yeah, and I've noticed, uh, you know, 
not to pick on them, but you notice a lot of the tennis players, individual sport, which is good because it's self-motivated, self, um, you have to rely on self. Right. But those are the guys that are throwing the tantrums and having the fits <laughs> and, you know, uh, lacking, you know, the relationship skills and the way that they talk and the way that they act. Right. So. Yeah, it's different. The individual sports, although you don't play tennis by yourself, so right. you're, you're still on a tennis team or yeah. on a golf team. Uh, but it's not the same as playing basketball or football and I'm lining up, you know, with 11 other guys or 10 other guys on the, you know, football team and that kind of thing. Um, even, you know, in, even in school, I was talking to a, an admin, a principal and he was talking about how in the teaching they try to do as many group activities as they can to try and teach the children to uh, be social and learn to work with one another. And that's such an important skill, not just learning the information, right. but actually learning how to get along with one another because that's a huge life skill. Well, and that's the, the challenge for parents that homeschool mm-hmm. is, is making sure my kid is growing socially. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus grew in wisdom and stature in favor with God and man. So that is a key component, uh, being t- able to relate horizontally. And you know, I had mentioned, let me just as a caveat. So we have work friends and work friends can become really close friends. But oftentimes we have people that we're friendly with at work that if we leave that job to yeah. go to another job, those relationships often don't last past that. Because you don't have that one thing in common anymore that you, you know, that one thing, your work is what drove you together, you right. know, what kept you together. And then when you don't have that anymore, you kind of phase right. out. Well, I've noticed this too, Chris, is that friends kind of come in our lives for seasons yes. and then they, it's not like you're not friends with them anymore, but you're not spending time with them like you were and then there are some people that are just uh i I think about this term from anne of green gables if you've ever seen growing up with a wife and three girls we watched anne of green gables she talked about having bosom friends Mm. which is really not a good term today but anyway it's just close i remember bosom buddies that show yeah Yeah, bosom buddies um but a, a bosom friend or a kindred spirit is is somebody that you're just man i click with this person we're 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 cut from the same cloth that person's going to be a friend to the end um now those aren't plentiful you might have one or two of those and and separate from your spouse Mm -hmm. and uh when chris when you see somebody that has that kind of hey i have i have a good amount of close friends how does that make a difference in that person's life? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, I think that really, uh, I think that's something that we have to be intentional about. If we're more introverted type person, that's going to be a little more challenging. So it's going to require that we are vulnerable, that we are, you know, truthful, open, honest. Hey, I'm not doing okay today. I'm actually struggling. Let me tell you what's going on. And when you do that, when you begin to open up, you begin to get the help that you need and it actually ends up growing you because again god created us to be in relationship to need one another to be actually reliant on one another you know sometimes people won't open up because they don't want to be portrayed as being needy that i'm a needy person Mm -hmm. but the truth is we're all needy we're all a full of a bunch of needs right and um, we don't want to be that guy that's coming and then everyone (laughs) (laughs) avoids them but we do want to be open and honest and admit that we do have needs and we do need each other 
And so being open and honest with one another, that's a great way for us to grow. Right. So many a man, as the scripture says, proclaims his own loyalty. Hey, I'll be a true friend. But then the question, who can find a trustworthy man? You know, a lot of people will bail out. Somebody has said, you know, what is a true friend? It's somebody that that comes to you and everybody else bails out on you uh-huh. and uh, believes in you. Even when, you know, you, you fall and, and, and fail, they don't throw you out the baby with the bathwater, so to speak. Um, you know, I, I've noticed I have a heart for people that are really down and out uh-huh. um, and everybody's quit on them because that person needs a friend more than ever at that moment. And I love that about the Lord Jesus. There's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He doesn't quit us because we, you know, we have a moral failure or we have some kind of financial failure or we make a mess of our lives. Um, you know, Chris, in, in Celebrate Recovery, we have a lot of people that they've made a mess of their lives and they need community, people to believe in them and, and build them up. Yeah, I mean, the big uh, focal point of celebrate recovery is each other, needing each other, that you cannot do this alone. When you start to isolate, you are uh, putting yourself in a place where you cannot be helped. And so being open, being honest, we have share groups where you share, you have a a amount of time that you're allowed to just share without any what we call crosstalk. That means any kind of feedback, you know, people interrupt and they give advice real quickly. And a lot of time what people need is they just need to be heard. They Uh just need a place where they can open up. And so a good friend is someone who is a good listener Mm -hmm. and they're able to just listen and allow you to, to go, allow you to talk. And Celebrate Recovery specifically is a place that's a safe place where you can go and you can share and you can open up with others. Well, what I've always loved about CR is it's a place of honesty. And uh, Chris, as you and I know and we've talked about, um, do you want to get well? You can't get well unless you're going to get honest. Yes. If you're living in lies, if your marriage is built on lies, it's never going to work because God's not going to bless a lie. He'll only bless the truth. Well, you're listening to Real Truth for Today, and I'm your host, Pastor Jeff Shreve, and I'm talking to my good friend, Dr. Chris Schroeder, who is the teaching pastor and the counselor at First Baptist Church in Texarkana, Texas. We're talking about the subject of friendship and having trusted friends, friends who love you enough to tell you the truth, friends who are there in the difficulties and in the joys of life. Uh, We're going to take a break. Don't go away. We'll be right back. There's a culture war raging in America, and like it or not, we're in the battle. Sandy Rios, host of Sandy Rios in the Morning. For 40 plus years, American Family Association has been fighting for biblical values in America. We've been here to shine the light of Christ into a dark world and to stand against the evil of the day. And by God's grace, we're making a difference. One vital way that you can join forces with us is through a charitable gift annuity with the AFA Foundation. The charitable gift annuity will benefit you and help ensure AFA is in the fight for years to come. You can learn more about charitable annuities and other financial products at afafoundation.net or call 800-326-4543, extension 345. That's 800-326-4543, extension 345. The AFA Foundation, the financial stewardship division of the American Family Association. Hannah's Heart. 
a half-hour program specifically designed to encourage Christian couples walking through infertility and miscarriage. This is not a show that's going to promise you a certain outcome, but this is a show that says, however God answers your cry, we know that He's enough. Hannah's Heart with Ann Cockrell and Kendra White each Saturday afternoon at 5 Central on American Family Radio. You can find the podcast at AFR.net. Remarriage entails so many new and complicated family dynamics. On the next Focus on the Family, Ron Deal describes how parents and step-parents can build a healthy foundation for their children and their own relationship. Join us for the conversation next time on Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. Focus on the Family is heard each weekday morning at 5 o'clock Central on American Family Radio. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses, watching your hard-earned dollars just flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare has a new option called MediShare 65+. Plus. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's healthcare bills And it really is a community. People encourage and pray for each other. And MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B that fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. It's great for peace of mind. You can use your Medicare-approved doctor and get prescription savings, dental and vision savings. Very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're great to talk to on the phone. Here's the number. Call 833-45-BIBLE. That's 833-45-BIBLE. 833-45-BIBLE. Welcome back to Real Truth for Today. I'm your host, Pastor Jeff Shreve. I'm joined in the studio by my good friend, Dr. Chris Schroeder. We're talking about the subject of friendship. Uh, Friendship is so important. God made us for one another. You can do a study in the scripture and look up the one another passages. There are lots of them because it is not good for the man to be alone. God made Eve for Adam and he made uh, people for us to interact with. The church is the gathering of God's people assembling together to be together, to encourage one another, to love one another, to spur one on, uh, one another on to love and good deeds. And so, Chris, the scripture, I like this uh, scripture, Proverbs eighteen twenty four in the King James. It says, a man that has friends must show himself friendly. Uh, that's important. If you want to have friends, you have be to a friend. be a friend. And he says, and there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Uh, I think that's a reference to the Lord Jesus, but it's also uh, a, a challenge to us to be a friend that's, that sticks there, that doesn't just flake in and flake out and, you know, a fair weather friend, kind of like a fair weather fan, um, but somebody that's going to, hey, I'm your friend to the end. And uh, why is it so hard to find somebody like that? Oh, man. I mean, I think the way that we love each other is we become an instrument and a vessel for God's love. You know, God loves through us. And so the horizontal is a way to uh, display the vertical, God's love. 
And so, um, I don't know, we've, we're in a very, just to be honest, we're in a very me centered, self-centered society. People are looking out for number one. Mm -hmm. And so we've lost a lot of that connection, that, that importance of one another. And you're, you're right. The scripture is full of one another's. The scripture is all about one another's. Even the commandments talk about others more than even our vertical. And so, um, I don't know. I think we've become so selfish and we we're not very good at listening to one another, hearing one another's needs, being empathetic towards one another. Um, we're quick to give advice. We're quick to uh, jump in and give our own, share our own problems before listening to someone else's yeah. issues. And so, um, I don't know. I think we have a lot of weak areas in our culture right now with relationships. Well, the scripture says, Philippians chapter two, do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, let each of you regard one another as more important than himself. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. So Chris, if we're all focused on ourselves, we're not thinking about other people. We're right. just, we're using people, hey, how can this person help me achieve my goals? rather than how can I show love to this person? Where's this person hurting? How can I, how can I minister to them and make their day uh, a better day uh, by building them up rather than tearing them down? Or I mean, that's the perfect, Philippians 2 is the perfect antidote to pride. You know, pride is about self and um, what's in it for me. Philippians 2 is all about humility. God sent Jesus all the way from heaven to earth. So he humbled himself and he became obedient to death, death on a cross. And so he gave himself up. His life wasn't taken, but he gave himself up as an act of humility out of love. And humility is an action. Humility is deciding that I'm going to be second. I'm going to choose to mm -hmm. be second. I'm going to put myself down so that someone else can be elevated. You know, this, the scripture goes on to say that therefore God exalted him and gave him the name that is above all names. So therefore, you know, eventually God exalted him, lifted him up. So when we humble ourselves, God lifts us up. But we have to choose to be humble. We have to choose to do humble things. Hum humility is not something that comes naturally. We are naturally prideful because of our sin nature. And so we have to choose as Christians to do things that are humble, putting others above ourselves. And that's not easy. That's something that we have to do, but it's action, you know, being humble. Right. Well, and we, with lonely people, you know, I don't have any friends. Uh, a man of many friends must show himself to be friendly. So I wrote in the book, uh, runaway emotions i wrote about the the issue of loneliness and one of the things is principle of scripture you reap what you sow if you sow seeds of friendship and caring concern it's not all about me i'm i'm caring about you you reap what you sow you start to reap friendships and you'll start to reap people asking about your life uh chris i know you probably get this uh maybe more than anybody because they know you're a counselor um I want to, and when I meet you in the hallway, I want to unload all my problems on you. Um, if if we have listeners out there that tend to do that, why is that? Uh, um, you know, why does that create a, a barrier for friendships to form? Yeah, I mean, not to be harsh, you don't want to be that person that people they see you coming and they they know that there's going to be trouble. You know, right. um, I would challenge you to find 
an inner circle or develop an inner circle, a small group of people that you can share your deepest things with. That's not everybody. So there's an inner circle and then the circles go out further to larger circles. But only share your deepest things with that inner circle of people that you can trust. And so you've got to be intentional about that. There are certain people that you don't want to share everything with and timing too. There's certain times where you don't want to share everything with. So pick your spots and pick your people and just be very intentional about who you're sharing with. And then the reverse side, be that friend for other people. Be that one that listens and puts your own needs aside so you can listen to others and hear what they have to say. Mm -hmm. Not being quick to give advice, to give counsel, Mm -hmm. but to just listen to people. Well, when you're in the counseling office somebody comes in and they talk for 55 minutes of the 60 minute session and i'm sure you've had that experience i know i've had that experience it's very difficult uh, to help that person because they just they they just they they would want to sit there for five hours and you would not say much um that that's a big red flag when somebody is just vomiting everything to anyone who will listen. Um, and what I have found is that people do tend to avoid that person because they're like, I don't have enough emotional energy and strength to handle all your problems plus what I'm dealing with. Yeah, I mean, uh, our number one is to go to the Lord. So we go to the Lord before we go to other people. So we go to the Lord We go to our inner circle. I mean, even Jesus showed us that. He modeled that for us. He had his inner three and he had his, you know, his 12 and he had those after that. But he modeled that for us. So, um, yeah, we have to um, go to him first and we can pour it all out to God, you know, and then we go to that inner circle. Well, what do you say, Chris, about uh, people who have been hurt in friendships uh, they've been betrayed. Uh, they thought somebody was this this close-knit, kindred spirit friend, and that person turns on them. You know, Jesus had that experience with Judas, although he knew, you know, did I not yeah. choose you, the, the 12 yet one of you is a devil. This he said about Judas Iscariot. He knew from the beginning that Judas wasn't genuine, but it still hurt. He yeah. was betrayed in the garden with a kiss of all things. Um, what would you say about that situation when you're disappointed in friendships? Yeah, disappointment. I would say if people ask what is the number one reason for relationship struggle or the number one reason for relationships dissolving, I would say is disappointment. And disappointment comes from unrealistic expectations. So if you have unrealistic expectations about the way a relationship is going to be, I mean, we're sinful people, sinful people doing sinful things, you know, hurting people, hurting others. And so um, make sure that you have realistic expectations of people, that you don't put too high of expectations on people because you're you're setting yourself up for disappointment. Mm-hmm. And it hurts. Disappointment hurts. And we've all experienced that. We've all experienced times of disappointment. And especially if you've been in a relationship where there hasn't been a lot of conflict and you haven't really dealt with conflict and all of a sudden you have some sort of conflict and then your relationship isn't the same anymore because you don't, you haven't really dealt with conflict before, and that uh, tears up the relationship. Yeah. So it's actually not bad if you have a relationship where there is some conflict, where you're able to be open and honest and have some differences, and you're able to work through that mm-hmm. because that's actually has the potential to strengthen your relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, I think about it too. It's it's like if if you develop a friendship with somebody, 
um, you have to be pretty sure that this person's heart is in the right place. They may do things wrong. Everybody does things wrong. But if their heart is in the right place, especially in Christian friendships, if, if you discover somebody's heart is in the wrong place, they're in it for personal gain, uh, they're using you for uh, somehow to get ahead, um, man, that can be very disillusioning and, uh, and hurtful. And, you know, God experiences that all the time. People want to use God for their own means rather than, you know, we, we use God and worship money rather than we worship God and use money. Um, you know, I've said many times that, uh, you know, God has to, he wants us to seek his face, not seek his hand. What can, what can I, you know, he do for me? Uh, God wants us to love him right? just because he's God. And uh, I think in, in the horizontal, um, perhaps with maybe people as they get famous, you know, you have people coming yeah. at you and they have to constantly wonder, why are you wanting to be my friend? What's the motive? Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, having a pure motive with, uh, hey, I love you because you're made in the image of God and I want to be there for you. And uh, I, I told one guy once he was upset at me because he wanted to be best friends with the pastor. And I said, you know, the reality is a lot of those things just organically happen. You right. can't force a best friendship. Right. It has to just come about. It and, really has to do with uh, character, right? So mm -hmm. someone had lacking in character. So you are going to attract people like yourself so developing that strong character in yourself and then being able to see that character in others mm -hmm. well and i've also noticed you know you have certain personality types and the the sanguine personality uh -huh. type life of the party yeah. every you know just thrives on relationships sometimes those people can have a ton of of shallow friends yes they don't necessarily have deep friends that really know what's going on in their lives. Yeah, I wish they could all just be phlegmatics like <laughs> me. But yeah, I mean, that's a good, that's a good uh, point right there. So the different temperaments, you know, the more extroverted temperaments like the, the sanguine and the choleric, um, they're going to be a, maybe not go as deep as the melancholy and the phlegmatic. So they're going to have maybe more a broad range of friends, but not the depth that the um, melancholy and the phlegmatic would have. Well, you know, when we, we read about serial killers or somebody that does some horrible thing one of the things that's almost universal is that guy has no friends mm -hmm. he's a loner mm -hmm. and uh, when a man is alone and he starts to just uh, foment hate in his heart toward a different you know somebody at school when you have these school shootings that's some kid that's that's wounded and hurt and isolated and uh you know he just wants to enact a pound of flesh and i'm gonna hurt you because you hurt me type thing and his his anger is toward the whole world toward god and everything else um you know i've heard that said before that when you get isolated uh -huh. you're in you're in a dangerous place you need to be with other people that's the importance of church and chris as you and i had talked before covid yeah. just hurt people so deeply because it caused people to just become hermits yeah and that's not the way that god designed us to live he designed us to live in community you know where we learn from each other you know we we're talking about the temperaments the melancholy learns from the sanguine and vice versa um we really uh need each other we need that nutrients that those relationships bring i just really believe in the 
importance of being intentional in developing those relationships and really getting outside of yourself, knowing that you need those relationships as part of your own growth as an individual. And so it's your own human development. And so being intentional about choosing who you want to build relationships with and need to build relationships with. Right. Well, I think, you know, at our church, we have men's ministries, we have women's ministries to help connect people. And when we do Man Up every Thursday, it's to help connect through generational lines. So it's not just older guys hanging out with older guys, but it's older guys meeting younger guys. Older guys have a lot that they can share with younger guys. Oh, yeah. I realize that our, you know, the world is changing rapidly. And uh, it's hard to be an older person when technology is changing by the day. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're just now, uh, some older people are just now getting on Facebook. You know, the kids left Facebook a long time ago because that's a bunch of old people. (laughs) But um, it's important to connect. And I've said this before, you know, in our new members class, unless you find a connection point, you're not going to stay here. You can't just be a face in the crowd. You can come to church all the time, but you have to connect with people. You can't just be somebody that shows up, nobody knows who you are, and, and then you leave. So, I mean, it sounds like you're saying if someone is is isolating, it's time to do some some soul searching and figure out, like, what is that? Why am, why am I alone? Why am I feeling alone? Right. Why am I alone? And then what steps can I take? What steps can I take to develop some, some healthy relationships? You know, who are some some safe people that I can begin to share with, that I can begin to be open and honest with. And like you said, it would happen then organically, a relationship, a friendship would develop. Right. And then you could share more and you could be available to them. And so uh, maybe that would be a good challenge for, to begin to look for some safe people that you can share with. You know, and as we talked about Celebrate Recovery, you know, sometimes you get the idea Celebrate Recovery is just for somebody that has a drug problem or an alcohol problem. It's anybody that has hurts that you're needing help to deal with those hurts. A lot of lonely people have hurts. Right. They would benefit greatly from a group that is very loving and welcoming and based on honesty and truth. And so I would encourage you, uh, if you're listening and you're really dealing with loneliness, start sowing seeds of friendship. Make those initial steps uh, to interact with people. It will make all the difference in the world. Well, we're going to take your calls when we come back from the break. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. We'd love to talk to you about this issue of friendship. And uh, if you're dealing with uh, a friendship problem or if you're experiencing loneliness, we'd like to uh, to help you and encourage you. Uh, the Lord is a, a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And uh, for a Christian, he says, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you, but I want you to connect with other believers uh, and be part of the family of God. So we're going to take a break. Don't go away. You're listening to Real Truth for today, and I'm your host, Pastor Jeff Shreve. American Family Studios was started back in 2011 as a way to advance the Christian worldview into an increasingly media-rich culture. Media is like such a powerful tool to communicate the gospel. I love writing stories, getting in my office, and just thinking, how can we portray this concept of who God's character is? And to get to use the gifts that God has given me is really a joy. AmericanFamilyStudios.net AFR programming is now available on Alexa. You're joking, right? Nope, not joking. Seriously? Yep, this is not a drill. Wait a minute, no way. There's a way, the Alexa way. 
So if you just happen to miss your favorite shows, no worries. You can now listen to each podcast with Alexa. It's simple and it's free. Just visit AFR.net forward slash apps and click Alexa. We're not joking. In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality is changing hearts and lives. It speaks directly to the power and the grace of God. It gives me hope for people that I know that are struggling. The whole idea of In His Image has moved me. We actually had one gentleman contact us and he said that this film changed his mind about this issue. We had a pastor reach out to us and he said that he'd been struggling with hatred in his heart towards people in the LGBTQ community. And this film helped him to realize he needed to have compassion and show people the love of Christ. We also had this same-sex attracted couple contact us and they said after seeing the film, they wanted to live obedient lives for Christ no matter what. And they said, please, Please pray for us. We know this is going to be hard. We've even had people come to faith in Jesus through In His Image. To find out more, visit inhisimage.movie. Oops, there's a piece I missed a little bit. Grandpa, why do we always pick up litter when we go hiking? Well, we're just making it nicer for people who come after us a little bit. It's called stewardship. My grandfather taught me that you should always leave a place better than you found it that it's important to invest in the lives of your children and grandchildren, leaving them with a godly legacy they can build on. That's why I decided to set up a charitable gift annuity with the AFA Foundation. It's called stewardship. I know that my gift will support a ministry that honors the biblical principles I hold dear, and it's a way to invest in the future of our country. The AFA Foundation also arranged for me to have a steady fixed income so I don't have to worry in the midst of changing times. Call the AFA Foundation today to find out how you can set up a charitable gift annuity. Just call 800-326-4543, extension 345. Welcome back to Real Truth for Today. Pastor Jeff Shreve here. I'm joined in the studio by Chris Schroeder, Dr. Chris Schroeder. We're talking about the uh, subject of friendship. And uh, as the scripture says, many a man proclaims his own loyalty, but who can find a trustworthy man? Who can find a trustworthy friend? We all need friends friends that we can trust, friends who are faithful and true. Well, Chris, one of the questions that came up during the break was, uh, how do, where do you set up boundaries with friends? Because some people don't know the boundary markers, just like uh, sometimes uh, uh, in-laws don't know the boundaries between their son and daughter-in-law or daughter and son-in-law. So what about boundaries with friendships? Yeah, sometimes you have to set boundaries. Of course, there's the famous book by uh, John Townsend and Henry Cloud called Boundaries. I highly recommend that book. There's another book that I like even more about the same subject by Tim Clinton called uh, Breakthrough that talks about um, different boundaries and attachment theory. But um, sometimes you set a boundary in meaning that the person cannot... Uh, is only going to go to a certain spot in the relationship and they can't go any further. And if they go further, then there's going to be a consequence. A boundary has a consequence. It's, uh, it, and it's really the boundary is not for the other person. The boundary is for yourself. Like you set the boundary to say like, 
just I don't want to I don't want this to be any different than this and this is how far you can go right so um, really the boundary is more for self than it is for the other person right and definitely necessary in relationships well and I think you know with with sharing and being vulnerable uh, that can't be forced right that has to be something voluntarily given uh-huh. I, I think sometimes you can have somebody come in and and almost you know you feel like you're being interrogated by the FBI you know mm-hmm. and you're not going to want to hang out with that person if you feel like I mean he they're just digging too hard mm-hmm. uh, and it, Chris you said something about women are eyeball to eyeball men are shoulder to shoulder men don't do well when you buttonhole them and hey I want to know about this uh-huh. it does better when we're going to go out and just you know play golf together play tennis together yeah. and during the course of that conversation happens yeah I, we are more activity driven so men we could go and we could play golf or fish or hike or something very activity driven mm-hmm. and we could say you know you and I could go for a day and go do something like that and we'd get home and our wives would say, did you guys have a good time? Oh, we had a great time. What'd you talk about? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. We just, <laughs> we just had a good time. Where women are more, in general, women are more have coffee together, eyeball to eyeball, and really open, right. share. Men are more about fixing things, solving problems. We're very good. We're hunters. You know, We're very good at solving then going to the next thing. Women are more, women w- want to explore things. They want to explore the emotions of things and that's not really <laughs> that's not really our desire as men no and that can create problems in the marriage when a wife wants to share and the husband that's not his longest and strongest is sharing but sometimes the wife you got to uh throw the husband a bone and give him something to solve give him something to fix because that's what he's good at and then men sometimes your wife just wants you to listen she doesn't want you to solve her problem she just wants you to to listen just be there for her and listen yeah well that's for sure we we used to tell people that in family life and guys don't fix it yeah. you know just listen yeah. and it's it's the weirdest thing to a man mm-hmm. because it doesn't make sense how does this make you feel any better right but i i've likened it to this if you let a woman kind of throw up emotionally uh-huh. and just get out everything that was inside you know, we all know that we've been sick before. When you throw up, you can feel a lot better. Yeah. And uh, that's that's how a woman is. If she gets to throw up and you love her and, and console her and comfort her, don't fix anything, she feels a lot better. So there's a lot of men with bloody tongues because uh, they're just biting their tongue, you know, <laughs> trying not to say anything at all. That's hard for us. Well, we'd love to take your calls as we talk about this important subject on friendship The number to call is 888-589-8840, Chris, my my mentor in seminary uh, was Dr. Wayne McDill. I took a class from him uh, called The Message in Your Emotions, and he was the impetus for me writing the book Runaway Emotions, and he talked about social vampires. And he said, you know, there's some people, as we talked about that, they're just going to unload on you. And so social vampires tend not to have any friends uh, because it's too hard uh, to, as we said before the break, it's too hard to 
to have enough emotional energy for yourself and for them. And so what would you say to the social vampire, the person that just wants to talk the whole time and share the whole time and doesn't listen? They they long for friends, but they're they're preventing themselves from having friends. How would you counsel them? What would you say to encourage yeah, them? Yeah, it's unfortunate that there's not enough um, self-awareness to realize that that's what they're being seen as that that's the way they're being perceived as a social vampire you know so i would hope that there'd be more self-awareness um start with just trying to listen i mean we can learn so much from each other just being able to to listen is a great way to learn from someone else so Mm -hmm. maybe that social vampire could uh be a student for a while and learn from other people um, maybe that would be a good exercise for them to, what can you learn for, from some other people by letting them talk instead of yourself? Mm-hmm. Well, I know a lot of times too, if, if you're uh, an older person, you're shut in and you're just not able to get out anymore, that can be an isolating experience. Uh, the nice thing about, you know, like we have down the street from us, Cornerstone Retirement Community, that gets people together. Whereas if they stayed at home, they'd probably just be in their home by themselves. But they go to chapel and they go to mealtime and they're they're with other people. Well, just even being retired, you know, going through that stage of life where you're retired. We do have in our church, we do have a very good senior adult program. We just had an activity last night for the senior adults. And they love being together and having that social opportunity because, again, that's the way we're created. That's where we're wired to be in relationship with one another. Well, we have Cheryl on the line from Texas. Cheryl, welcome to the program, Real Truth for Today. Thank you. Um, I heard you speak earlier about people who kind of throw up emotionally uh, to their friends, and their own bank is so full with their own problems that they sometimes... uh, Uh, cut off that friendship with that person. I have an adult son who is just that. Um, He talks very rapidly. He does um, have the symptoms of ADHD, which causes a lot of that, I think. Um, But I was wondering if you could address a little bit more some ideas that I could pass on to him. Um, he's, He's a Christian. He has a brother that is mentoring him, who listens to him. Uh, but that's exactly what he needs. He needs people to be able to listen to him. But I don't think he understands when to breathe, when to stop talking and to listen. Could yeah, you excellent. address that a little bit more? Yes. Thank you, Cheryl. That's an excellent question. And uh, Chris, how would you respond to that? Uh, that's, that is a good question, Cheryl. And I'm so thankful for his brother that's like a mentor to him that's helping him. And that's what I was thinking. Maybe if there'll be some other people in his life that could help to coach him, to coach him in the way that he's coming across, the way that other people are perceiving him. Um, even even counseling, you know, good biblical counseling would help someone that could uh, speak into his life and kind of train him and coach him in relationships. Um, and then your in your own relationship with him is you could um, <clears throat> think about how you could have some boundaries with him as far as um, how long you're going to talk and what you're going to talk about, um, you could put up some some parameters to kind of coach him and help him in that because you don't obviously you don't want him to be perceived as someone who is not easy to um, be around. Know, yeah, be around and stuff like that. Right, I'd, Cheryl. I would say this too. Um, 
since he is a believer, I would encourage him in that passage in Philippians to do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, let each of you regard one another as more important than himself. And do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Philippians 2, uh, verses 3 and 4. I would say, uh, son, memorize those verses and think about those verses when you interact with people. So, think about how can I be a blessing to this other person? Do you have problems? Yes, you have problems, but that other person has problems too. That other person's problems may be greater or more acute than yours, and so see how that you could make their burden a little lighter, not their burden heavier. And I think with um, with people that are not self-aware and tend to be kind of the social vampires, they're not thinking how can I make this other person's load lighter? They're just trying to always unload their their burden on them. And um, if we can reverse that, man, we'll have a lot of people that want to spend time with us because we help them. We encourage them. You know, Barnabas in the Bible, uh, that name means son of encouragement. His yeah. name was Joseph, but they called him Barnabas because he was such an encourager. Encouragers make people's loads lighter, not heavier. Um, so is, is that is that a help? Cheryl? Yes, I, I will definitely pass on the Philippians uh, to him. And, and I know that uh, he's probably, I mean, that's just a good one, like you said, to memorize it. I think that would be very helpful. But yeah, I don't, I didn't know how much he can really do for himself because it's just chemically wired in right. him. Uh, yeah. He does recognize that. In fact, his father and I will sometimes say, stop. Stop talking. Mm, okay. <laughs> uh, you need to breathe and let let us um, interact with you. It's been said by another counselor that he had was to, and if maybe this will help someone else who has the same issue, but pretend like you're you're tossing a ball. You know, you you toss the ball yeah. to someone, and then they have to have a turn to toss it to you. Right. But it's very difficult to help him in his mode of. Um, <laughs> emotionally dumping to think right. about that. Yeah, very good. Well, I appreciate you calling. appreciate you listening to the program, and that was an yes, excellent question. So God bless you, and we'll, uh, we'll pray for your son. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks, Cheryl. Okay, we have Sandy on the line from Texas. Sandy, welcome to Real Truth for Today. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. I have a situation where... My mother has always been my best friend, and to me that is normal. And um, but really, she's not my best friend. But I've always thought she was, and I always considered her to be. But throughout my entire adult life, whenever she gets upset with you, she she you you can't talk about it. If you're not allowed to actually have a conversation and work things out she just leaves and then there will be no contact until she decides like you know two years later at christmas or whatever and then she just acts like nothing ever happened and and this has been an ongoing thing for many years it's very hurtful um she has gone three years without 
speaking to me. One time she got mad and she had her phone number changed. I couldn't have her phone number. And um, so this has just been going on and on. And finally, I have identical twin daughters and they're in their young 30s. And finally, they recently told me, they said, we, we know that you love her and you think that she is your best friend. But she's not your friend at all, Mom. You need to not confide in anything. She, every time, and then they tell me, any time that she comes to visit either one of them, she just talks to me and bashes me and says awful things mm. behind my back. And so it's, it's really hard for me to believe that I'm going to have to go the rest of my life without having a mom. Yeah, and well, she's in her she's in her eighties, and I'm in my sixties. And you know, I'm like, what if she were to die? And then uh, we don't ever. I, I just accept that that's the way it is. Well, I think Sandy, you know, so if possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Romans twelve eighteen. Sometimes it's not possible because the you can't control that other person, and so on your side of the street in your heart make sure that you're not bitter toward your mom uh, your mom probably has hurts and things that you don't know about uh, that cause her to be that way it sounds like she's extremely controlling uh, and, and she uses her affection as a weapon I'm not going to talk to you anymore or that kind of thing um, that's extremely hurtful but that's not on you that's on her Chris what would you say yeah and uh, so we don't know what the rest of your life is going to be like in your relationship with her Um, You have to have that confrontation with her, that confrontation that says, this is the way this is making me feel. And for the time being, we're not going to be able to have the same kind of relationship. But that doesn't mean that will happen for the rest of your life. That's exactly right. So thank you for calling in, Sandy and Johanna from Texas. I'm sorry we didn't get to you today, but uh, thank you for calling and thank you for listening to the program. Well, you've been uh, listening to Real Truth for today, and I'm your host, Pastor Jeff Shreve. Uh, Chris, thank you for being my guest today. Uh, We've been talking about the subject of friendships, and so you can always go online, AFR.net, look under podcast, Real Truth for Today, and you can share uh, this podcast in particular with a friend, a neighbor, a loved one that needs to know about friendships. Hey, go out, shine for Christ, and share what great things the Lord has done for you, and God will use you. God bless. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.